0: With your host, high performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Today's Success Hackers episode is brought to you by bigbusinesswebinar.com. If you're looking to scale your business to seven and multiple seven figures, make sure to check out the brand new free training on how to go from where you're at to multiple seven figures. Go to big business webinar that's big what is up everybody hacker nation hope you guys are having an amazing 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 day and I'm uh I'm fired up to bring on today's guest and uh, today's guest is actually uh, gonna be sharing with us some awesome strategies around marketing he's coming all the way from Australia so uh so, we're excited to have him on the show. We've been going back and forth now for a while, and it's finally here, and I'm excited. But before we do, really quick, as always, you guys know I leave you with a really quick coaching tip. This is really more of a rant about common sense. As you guys know, I coach and work with business owners, helping them scale and get to the next level of profitability and revenue in their business. And recently, I have a condo, and I'm rehabbing my condo so I can put it up for sale. I hired two specialists. One guy was a flooring guy, the other guy was a painter, and they both did really good jobs. So I'm like, you know what? I have a couple people that I want to introduce you to because these people that I want to introduce you to might be looking for exactly what I just had done. Because you guys did a good job, I would love to introduce you to them. They were very, very excited and appreciative when I said that. I then did an email introduction to these individuals on their behalf. And uh, never once, never once did I get a thank you. Never once did I get a, uh, uh, a text or even a phone call. Now, they may or may not turn into clients for these guys, but that's not the point. My coaching tip for everybody listening is all it takes is 30 seconds, maybe 60 seconds, for you to reach back out to the person that's giving you a referral. Right? Everybody talks about how important referral business is. In order to get more and more referrals, make sure that you follow up and just say thank you. We're not looking for gift certificates. We're not looking for anything special. Just a thank you, it goes a long way. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. As I mentioned, our featured guest today is going to share how we can utilize marketing by attracting the right prospects to us versus actually having to chase down our potential clients. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Aaron Aaron, are you ready to rock?
1: I am ready to go. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, Aaron Aegis is one of the world's leading digital marketers according to Forbes. He is the CEO of Louder Online, one of the world's leading digital agencies with a global reach. Louder Online is an inbound marketing agency working globally with clients such as Salesforce, IBM, Coca-Cola, and Intel, just to name a few. He's also a sought-after speaker at search, content marketing, and growth hacking, and many other conferences around the globe, including US, UK, Brazil, London, and of course, Australia. He's a regular contributor to some of the world's largest editorial publications, including Entrepreneur.com, HubSpot.com, and many, many more, with thought leadership on marketing and overall business growth. Aaron, welcome to Success Hackers, man. It is, uh, it's great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you. It's, it's good to be here. I'm, I'm feeling very welcome. I appreciate the introduction.
0: And uh, if you told, I think you told me offline that it's all of about 8 a.m. in Australia. <laughs> so uh, is it fair to say that this is the first podcast that's going to kick off your day?
1: It is the first one for today, which is good. I'm, I'm happy to start the day in a good way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, me too, and I know the rest of our audience is excited to, to have you on the show. And uh, let's just hop right into it. So tell us a little bit more about your business model and really how you help your individual clients
1: yeah so you know as you mentioned, we're a search and content marketing company uh, we we typically are working with sort of medium to enterprise clients now we've we've gone through sort of small business for a, a lot of years and and made our way up to some of those big companies that you mentioned um, our our whole goal is driving traffic leads and sales to businesses and uh, we do that through uh, inbound marketing mostly. I mean, we do a lot of paid uh, marketing, we do AdWords, Facebook, social ads, all the rest of it. But for me, um, I I like to think I'm fairly competitive and I I like the competitive aspect of of inbound marketing, SEO, content marketing and and, um, earning your way to that traffic and, and those leads and sales.
0: Yeah, I know, and that's a totally different game, isn't it? I mean, when, when someone hires you, they're like you said, it's all about SEO or PPC, or a lot of times I have a lot of a couple of buddies here in the states that do what you do, and uh, and it's amazing the turnaround, the um, the success that you can get for your clients in relatively speaking, a fairly short period of time. So, how did you actually get started in this in this line of business?
1: Yeah, we. I got started about ten years ago. Um, I, I like to think this is an interesting story, so I'll jump <laughs> in. Um, I I sort of packed up everything that that I had and went on a long trip to Thailand uh, with my uh, then girlfriend. And in Thailand, we were thinking, this is unbelievable. We we're sitting in, in a villa on the side of an island thinking, we, we need some way to be able to do this permanently, um, to, to earn a strong currency and live on a cheap currency and essentially live like kings on very little money. Mm. Um, and, and we thought, okay, well, how, how do we work that out? How do we do that? And so we, we figured out there, there were people saying they're making money online. And you know, granted, 10 years ago, there was a lot of people selling courses and saying that they were making money and um, scamming people. And you know, we, we figured out there's got to be some sort of truth to what's going on. So uh, we moved back from Thailand to Sydney, where we're from, uh, and decided to just put everything we had into figuring out how to make money online. Um, and it took about four months before we saw anything, and that was full-time work. Uh, and uh, that first day, we made $0.40 cents online. Hmm. Um, and I, I was you know, jumping around. I was high-fiving and <laughs> celebrating because <laughs> I know it, it sounds funny. But um, the reality is, it, number one, it proved that, yeah, it is actually a thing. You can actually make money online. And the, the second part of it was that we knew then what we know now in that um, the Internet can be almost infinitely scalable and can at times be highly automated. And we literally took that 40 cents that day and turned it into $400 the next day. Mm. And uh, it's, it just continued from there. And, you know, that, that was doing affiliate marketing. So we were uh, driving traffic at other people's websites and products. And then, you know, people started seeing that we were able to do that for our own web assets. And I said, okay, surely you can tell me how to do it for, for my website. And so the consulting side started.
0: Now, the real question is, are you still with the same girl? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely still with the same girl, my beautiful wife. Um, we've we're still going strong.
0: So, take us inside some of your your client experience. So, you work with a client. I would imagine that it could be anything from traditional, sort of brick and mortar, all the way up to some of the companies that you mentioned. When you when you look at these companies, when you before you even first start out, and they say to you, "Hey, this is what we're looking to do." I would imagine most of the conversations are around, like most business owners, they like most businesses, they want to drive more traffic, which ultimately equals more sales, more clients. Um, I'm sure every scenario is different, but when you look at the ones that get it, they just get it. They're doing some things right, and it's more, it's it's an easier seamless transition versus the ones that are just all over the board and they're hoping and praying that something sticks, what are the ones that are already kind of doing it right differently and how are they different versus the ones that are just kind of a modge podge all over the place?
1: Yeah, it's a a good question and the reason being is that uh, a lot of times – no, my, my preference is when people come and, and they get it, they, they are usually asking us to do a specific thing. So they'll say, look, I need an SEO agency or look, our content strategy is poor or, hey, look, we're doing no distribution of content and we, we, we know we're doing good content but we need eyeballs on it. And so if they're asking us a specific thing that plugs into their marketing plan, I usually know that they're, they're fairly switched on. And the good part about that is that uh, it's less of an education process. Right. So I don't have to try and you know, convince them of the merits of doing uh, inbound marketing. Instead, it's proving that we're the right people to uh, take on that task, which it, usually if it's, we've received that lead inbound, they've already selected us. So uh, you know, that, that, that's what I like. It's, it's people knowing what they need. Um, when people come and just say, hey, I just need, I just need sales, Um, there's, there's a million different things that you could be doing. And so trying to work your way back, um, it it can be quite difficult. So I guess, yeah, the more educated people coming to us and knowing enough yourself doing, putting in the work yourself to know that you're hiring the right agency, that's, that's a benefit to you and to us.
0: And I would imagine, I would imagine that what the the larger type of clients that you have that you're morphing into or have morphed into versus you know the smaller guy or gal that has maybe a solopreneurship or maybe a few people on the team um, is is a lot different. And I would imagine that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the the guy or the gal that has a smaller business probably in so many terms might not they they might not they might know what content marketing is, but I think you'd agree. You know, you have blogging and you have podcasting, you have SEO, you have newsletters, you have videos, you have all these things that are coming at people and they're saying, okay, outside of getting outside of, you know, networking and referrals, how else can I drive business into my dentist, dentistry or my chiropractic business or my salon or whatever, whatever the the small business is. So when you were working with small business owners and that was the issue Take us through maybe one live example that you worked with someone kind of in the smaller business arena that you helped them go from kind of clueless. I know I need to have inbound marketing, but I'm not sure what that is to success.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of um, a lot of them are not just. Kind of clueless. Um, you know, they're they're working in the business, and I don't mean to be insulting. Sure. they're they're working in their business. They're they're a plumber, for instance, and I'll give you an example of a plumber, um, a, a local plumber client that that we had um, just needed to grow his business. it was as simple as that and that's how so many of the the small business leads came through. and it it wasn't about okay, explain to me what each of these things are. it's that I literally just want to give you this money and I need a return on that money right and um, so it, it, the ball was really in our court um, and so it was a matter of saying, uh, you're, you're taking on more than just doing inbound or SEO or any part of that. When you're dealing with a small business, you're essentially their the marketing arm of their business. Exactly. You are the digital marketing manager. You are their CMO. You are their everything. Uh, and, and so you have complete flexibility to do what's needed. Um, but then at the same time, you have complete responsibility as to if the results are coming in or not. And you have to do it on a budget that's a fraction of right. what's probably needed.
0: <laughs> so how do you how do you talk to that how, yeah how did you talk to that plumber because this is a lot of the stuff that we're talking about now is when I coach my when I coach and work with my business owners typically they're in this smaller in the smaller realm and to your point you know every every one of them when I when I meet them they're always working in their business they're very good at something or some things but they're the one thing the biggest thing that's missing is the the lead gen new prospecting yeah. new clients etc so they come to me and say help. How do I do that? So take us back to that 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 example you were talking about with the plumber. You know, he's just saying, Here, here's my money, go make it happen for me. Um yeah. I would imagine in something like that, again, they don't care, they just want results, but how did you actually help them? Yeah,
1: what what we did was um, you know, took a step back and thought, well, you know, he might be, might be just saying, here's my money or might know what SEO is, but you know, we, we're just going to really analyze the opportunity that exists there. And for him, he's, he's a plumber in a specific area or in a specific city. And so what we did was a bit of competitive analysis there and saying, okay, well, if we did want to go the, the longer term route of, of SEO and, and content marketing, who is he competing against in that specific geographic area? And the you know, the results came back that he wasn't actually competing against as many people as we thought because a lot of those people were um, were going for a complete city or a much wider area. And so they didn't have a strong presence in certain areas. And so we ended up thinking, okay, well, this, this is – SEO is going to work. And so what we did is we, we set his expectations that you may have to wait three to six months before you start seeing some of the results coming in. Um, and um, immediately when we said that, obviously, a small business was taken back and said, so you want me to risk uh, you know, my whole marketing budget and you want me to expect no return for six months? Um, you know, that's, that's a big thing for a small business to do. Right. Um, and, and so the, the answer that we gave there is, in the meantime, let's, let's take some of that budget and let's do some really specific um, targeted Google ads. Um, on those specific areas so that you are getting some leads in now and it, it might cost us a bit more um, but at least it, that revenue is coming in and you can see that we are getting some results and so we, we carefully balanced those two we didn't go to Facebook we didn't mm-hmm. um, use any other channels specifically because the the budget just didn't exist right and um, and and from there, you know, the results came. It, it was, yeah, we were driving a few a few leads and sales here and there through through AdWords with his small budget. Um, the the SEO did unfortunately take six months instead of three, um, which is you know still not unexpected. Um, but what ended up happening is the results from from SEO just outdid the the pay per click results, um, you know, within sort of eight months, hmm. and we were able to pull that budget out and and dump it over into further link acquisition for for SEO.
0: So on something like that, he kind of had blind, you know, he had faith that you you could help him. He was kind of desperate. He 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 entrusted you. He, it was a patient process, and then he started to see some 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 leads. From that example, yeah. and everybody has their own uh, landing page or website that you. So, were you driving? Were you driving eyeballs to a for a landing page, or are you actually driving eyeballs to a website with a good call to action?
1: Uh, when it was pay per click, it was always landing page, always custom landing page for every um, campaign that you set up for every you know, ad set. Uh, you've got to make it as specific as possible to match the landing page to the ads, to the keywords. Um, so there was, that was definitely what we did to start off with when we were talking about uh, the SEO side of things, That's you know, we correct. were driving that, ranking those, that traffic for service related pages in geographic areas. Awesome. I think I think it was interesting. You, you, the way that you, you asked the question before you said, you know, he put blind faith um, as a plumber in, into us as a marketing provider. And, and I was thinking about that, you know, um, I, I do the same thing in reverse. If I'm looking for a plumber, uh, I, I literally just have to look for the same credibility indicators. I don't know enough about plumbing. So I'm, I'm looking for who they've worked with before, where they've been seen, how they look, how their web presence is. Um, yeah, you know, getting a feel for it, and then just blindly trusting them. Yeah. it's 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 how how it works, and so I, I get the uh, I get the risk that it exists. Um, and yeah, it's just interesting. I haven't actually thought about it in that reverse way before.
0: Well, and I love what you guys do. I think it's such a value. It's like I mentioned in the opening. I have a couple of friends that do this, and I I can't get over the skill sets that you provide. That you the, the 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 value that you provide to anybody. But even again, I go back to the small business owner who you know I, there's a as you know in your space it's called the inside reality versus outside perception and the inside reality when someone goes into someone's place of chiropractic or the plumber or the electrician or the home builder or or the salon when someone comes into typically unless you're just terrible at what you do but when they come into that that place of business I guarantee, and I'm talking to everybody here on Hacker Nation that are listening to this, this show, I'm sure that in your business, when someone comes into your place of business, you, you rock the house. I mean, you are you know, total totally enthralled with your customer. You give them great customer service. You, you, you're polite. You're kind. You do all the right things. But then the, the business owner is waving their hand going, oh my god, yes, but I need more of those people. And the, the inside reality is you guys are amazing. But the outside perception is that you're exactly like everybody else that does what you do. So how then do you differentiate yourself from everybody else? And one of those things that we're talking about here today is what Aaron is sharing is, is, is actually driving traffic, filling the top of the funnel, which 95% of people I talk to don't have a clue on how to do it, to fill in that top of the funnel so that comes out the, the client, the prospect, the customer, etc., and And I just absolutely love what you you bring to the table, Aaron, because, and I don't take this lightly it's it's a massive need in the marketplace. I mean what's the the statistic here in the states? One out of every five small business owners never p- make it past year three. you know yeah,
1: it's very very similar to here in Australia. Yeah.
0: So I want to actually in your own business, you know you've talked a lot about how you helped your clients in your own business. What's maybe a nut that you're trying to crack right now in your own business? Or maybe a problem you're trying to solve.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, I, I guess what we're
1: trying to do is probably what most are trying to do is um, <clears throat> analyze the the highest revenue customers and really build a solid persona around those those customers and make sure that we're building a marketing plan around being able to continually, you know, reach and, and sell to those exact same people. Um, that, and that's that's tricky because you know they, there's, they vary um, there's, there's differences between all of them. but I mean for us and I guess for anyone, if you can identify who your highest paying customers are and uh, that you're not just highest paying but that you're happiest working with your yeah. ideal customer. Um, then yeah, once you've got that, then, um, building a marketing plan around that, that's, it's going to do so well for the business. So I'm in constant, um, work with our CMO to, to try and identify that and, and identify how to bring them in.
0: I want to ask you a question. Can you get vulnerable with us for a minute?
1: I, wow, yeah, yeah. So early in the morning, I can, I'll do that for you.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) The reason I ask, I believe that all high performers, Aaron, and successful individuals maybe look at failure a little bit differently than most people. They actually use failure as feedback and course correction. So in your young career of what you've been doing now, and obviously you guys are on a hyper growth track and you're shifting and you're 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 looking at the highest growth potential and the highest growth potential clients, et cetera. But I'm sure that you failed more than once like a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs that here that have come here on success hackers but take us back to one time one time when you failed you maybe even almost wanted to give up take us back to the time but you use that failure as fuel for your success fire
1: uh, it, it's such a relevant question because I, not only did I just write a blog post on it but it's it's still something that we're working on and this, um, th- this failure was in that um, it-, it, was, it was a few years back, but we won our first million-dollar contract, mm. uh, a million-dollar client. And um, it, was, it was brilliant to be able to do that. And, and what it, it does for the business, it was, you know, uh, you bring on additional resources, you can approach some new marketing tactics and so on. And so we started reinvesting in the business. Um, and, and that was fantastic. We had all the right contracts and agreements in place. And for no reason at all, from outside of their the client's own business, they needed to pull their budget, make internal budget changes, and they went back to zero. We we lost them completely. Oh, Um, and yeah, that was I mean for a first million dollar contract when most of the ones that we were earning were um, let's say a couple of hundred k. Right. um, That that was. Painful, really painful um, because you know then we're over invested in everything else and we're over invested in people and resources and that that pain that was really visceral <laughs> it was really hard to manage um, we I mean we did manage it we cut back on a, a few things that we um, that we weren't bound to we didn't have contracts and agreements to in terms of marketing and additional uh, additional things that we we're purchasing, so that got us through. And I guess what it did was just it made us really double down, triple down on our work efforts to bring in new leads and and to hunt hunt those those clients and try to try to match those similar clients. And I guess from there, um, we've always been on the trajectory, um, as I mentioned in, in the previous question, of trying to identify those highest revenue clients and and making sure that we're always focused on on them um, through our marketing and, and our uh, lead generation.
0: So looking back on that one moment, obviously that'll stick with you till the, till till the day you die. Is there something you could have done differently or is it just one of those things where obviously when you're in the middle of your stuff, it felt like the whole world was collapsing. You you know, one minute you guys are high fiving and probably going out for drinks. And the next minute, you know, you're getting the, the plug pulled. Is there something that you learned from it or is it one of those things that you just, Flat out, chalk up as you know what. This is one of those things that, as entrepreneurs, we have to deal with, and you move on, and you learn, and you move forward.
1: Uh, part of it was, uh, yeah, shit happens, right? <laughs> um, and like, I, there's nothing. I don't believe that I could have or we could have done anything different in terms of the engagement. They were thrilled with the work that we had started doing. Um, I, I don't believe there was anything like that. We had the right contracts in place. Um, I. Yeah. I I don't know there was anything on that front. I guess the thing that I've continually questioned ever since then, like I said, it was was years ago, but I've I've questioned, should we have so readily taken the revenue and plowed it back into marketing initiatives and different agreements of our own? Or should we have let the cash stack up and wait for uh, a time further down the track to start investing in the marketing? And I don't I don't really know. I was I was proud of what we did in terms of deciding to spend it back on the business as fast as possible and and see faster growth. Um, So I think that was good, but at the same time, it put us in in a position that was uncomfortable for a while. So I I don't really have the answer to that one.
0: Yeah, and Hacker Nation, I think it's such an amazing story, and thank you for sharing that. Uh, I know that sometimes it can get get a little raw and deep, and that's why we asked the question, because I know that there's other people right now listening, going through their fail-forward stage right now, like they're in the middle of their typhoon. And I think it's so important to realize what Aaron just shared, which is – you know what, man, you you know, one minute you're high five and picture everybody pictured kind of what Aaron was in, in in your own business. Like, man, winning a million dollar piece of business when everything else was a couple hundred grand was huge. I mean it's seven, you know, eight, ten times of what you're used to making in one deal and all of a sudden that deal got pulled. And I think the real lesson, at least what I got out of it, is you learned from it, you chalked it up as an experience, you're still thinking about it, but at the end of the day, you kept moving forward. And when I look at your success in the bio that I read prior to starting the show, and all these amazing things that you've been touted in and publications that you've written about and stages that you speak on, when I look at it from a bigger picture perspective is, we might have never known who the real Aaron Aegis is if you would have given up after that massive letdown, and thousands and soon to be hundreds of thousands of people would have never experienced and get a chance to meet you on stage, to meet you as a client, et cetera, et cetera. Would you agree on all that?
1: Yeah, I, I, I would. I haven't thought of it like that. and I, I, I want to thank you for the kind words. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. And
0: I, and I say that to all the Hacker Nation listeners that are going through your stuff right now. Aaron just said that this was a few years back that this happened. Well, imagine in your own business when there are people, clients, opportunities, podcasts, stages – Uh, uh, um, IPOs whatever it is in your near future that's going to happen for you guaranteed the only way that it doesn't happen is if you crawl back to the area you got kicked from and went back to your your old life your old self your little self I call it that's why Hacker Nation if you're going through your stuff right now just chalk it up as oh my god I'm going to get through this the sun will shine tomorrow and as I do that who knows who the hell I'm going to impact down the road it could be all kinds of people that I, that I don't even know who they are and that's what's the beauty of, uh, of being an entrepreneur. So I want to I thank you yeah. for, for sharing that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think I could have said it better myself. That was um, a really good way of putting it. There's, there is going to be pain after pain and lesson after lesson and, and the only way that you don't win is is if you quit. Right, you, you exactly. just keep going, and that was that example was one of many painful lessons that you know we've learned over time, and it, um, yeah, you, you just keep ploughing through, and there's there's always going to be a way. You know, we've we've had plenty of other very painful lessons, and we're still here, um, and you just keep going. That's that's what entrepreneurship and business is.
0: I love it. Aaron, we are now entering the randomness round, but before we do, let's take one quick moment to learn something brand new. Hacker Nation, do you feel stuck in your business, maybe even hit a plateau? Maybe you're not even sure how to market effectively, drive leads, get new clients, or become more productive, or maybe you're just not quite sure how to scale or go big in your business. Then you're absolutely going to love this. I have a brand new free training on how to go from where you're at in your business today to creating and sustaining a seven and multiple seven figure business. No fluff, no selling, no BS, straight content and teachings on how to scale your business. Oh, and it's 100% free. So grab your spot today. Simply go to Big Business Webinar, that's bigbusinesswebinar.com to grab your free spot. Okay, Aaron, we are now back and about to enter the randomness round. The randomness round is kind of like putting you on the Success Hackers version of the hot seat. So whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. Are you ready for the randomness round, Aaron?
1: I have no idea, but I'm dumping I'm in. Best advice you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received. Um,
0: I'll go with the uh, Nike ad. Just do it. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Go for a run. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice... Would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self?
1: To be an expert, you only need to know more than the people that you're talking to. Start building your brand today rather than waiting until you feel like you know it all.
0: What is one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success?
1: Tenacity and competitiveness.
0: What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you?
1: I don't know if it's a talent, but I used to be a full-time firefighter.
0: What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business?
1: I loved Trust Me, I'm Lying, Confessions of a Media Manipulator by Ryan Holiday.
0: If you could recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation, what would that be? LinkedIn. Aaron, you are now officially off the randomness Round hot seat. (laughs) <laughs> Excellent. That wasn't so hot. <laughs> well, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your time and sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business?
1: Uh, there are many ways you can you can search for my name, or you can find us at louder forward slash success, or I'm on Twitter at I am Aaron Ages, uh, or yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm in a hundred different places. Search for me online, you'll find me.
0: The man is everywhere, Hacker Nation. We'll have all the links. We'll have all the links on how to get in touch with Aaron and everything that he just mentioned. All you have to do is go to successhackers.net. That's the, uh, that's the page. Successhackers.net is the website. Type in Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, and you will, uh, you will see all the links that he just talked about. Oh, also, when you're on the site, successhackers.net, don't forget to click subscribe so that you get all these latest and greatest episodes. And remember, if you're looking to explode your business this year, make sure to head over to that f- brand new free training. Just go to Big business Webinar, that's BigBusinessWebinar.com to grab your free spot. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.